On today's Destination Tokyo, a return to competition. This is 10 minutes of daily chat about the Olympics and Paralympics. And thank you for joining myself, Mark Shardlow, for a new week of Destination Tokyo. And it's a hello and welcome back to marathon swimmer Alice Deering. Hey, hey, thanks for having me. Well, uh, what a weekend. I mean, an unusual one, back competing. Yes, yeah. First time in 11 months in pool racing and like I could tell it had been that long. I did feel really rusty with um, just getting the processes right and just being like, oh my God, it's a race now. It's like, like there's officials, there's timekeepers, there's, there's a whole process we have to go through. And obviously on top of that, we had the COVID like limitations of everything where um, no spectators, uh, very few athletes allowed to compete at the moment. So um, it was, it was different but just so excited and so grateful to have had that opportunity and there was so much hard work that went into that from so many people from different organizations and I, I know all of the summers were really grateful to have that opportunity to race again. Lots of things to unpick there let's can I start <laughs> off with the swimmers like how exciting was it what was the what was the mood like? It was just like everyone was just like ready to go I think um, even though uh, like I said I was rusted I was still like I was so excited to get in and race and just getting that feeling going again and it is different from open water racing in the sense that obviously they're completely different events but um being able to go through the process of racing and getting into that mind frame again is so valuable and whilst we do whilst we have done simulations in summer and December they're not the same as getting a real experience of getting to mix with other people from different programs and going and racing against them. And going to a venue, I suppose, as well, oh, rather yeah. than your training pool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Having the change of scenery, just um, and like things like the timing pads being out and um, the scoreboard being on and just realising that you're in a racing arena um, really helps the shift. And it's something that you like. I, yeah, didn't think about it until you mentioned it, but it really makes a huge difference to how you approach the event. And I guess like announcements and call outs and mm -hmm. music and all that sort of stuff as well that you'd like, you wouldn't think make a difference, but presumably they do add something to it. Yeah, definitely. It's a whole package. Um, the racing experience is definitely a package. And um, like, cause it's been so long. It, there's so many little things I'd forgotten about it. Like, yeah, the music, like um, at one point it was really loud and I was like, Oh my God, like I've, I've forgotten what this is all like and it's such a shame that there weren't spectators there because that's obviously that's something that I felt um like I noticed wasn't there and obviously there's a reason for it and it is a shame that it has to be like that but um little things like when the officials come out like it was very silent there wasn't much clapping and but um when there's like loads of spectators there it's kind of like all a good mood about it so um really really excited that we're getting back going again and it could it's only going to get better from now and I already thought this weekend was already a great success so moving forward for the next few months hopefully more can come from it and you said like thanks to so many people mm. I mean like you said there were volunteers there and officials um I, how did the sort of COVID restrictions affect you did you stay up in Manchester what's what were the processes in place yeah, so we stayed in a designated hotel and um, the hotel and the venue were a bubble, basically, and you were only allowed to move between the two. And um, it was all very well done. It was uh, full board, so all the food for, was 
was there for us at the hotel. It was done as like a grab and go. So you went and ate in your room to just avoid kind of unnecessary mixing with people and um, like temperature checks at the hotel before we left. So when we got to the pool, because obviously it was, it was very cold this weekend. So um, we kind of had to have it in a place where our temperature is going to be the most accurate instead of walking five minutes and then getting to the pool and being freezing cold anyway. So, um, yeah, it was all very well done and so well organized. It was like um, just smooth, so smoothly well done. And um, I think a lot of people were like really happy with how it went. And how did you do then? I mean, your event mm. is a marathon swimmer. I mean, what did you swim? 800 metres? That's like a fraction yeah. of what you'd swim. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I swam the 400 free, the 400 IM, the 200 free and the 800 free. And like, it's a really busy program, actually. Like I, I kind of did the 400 IM as a, as a bit of a joke. But then I was like, oh, I actually have to do it now. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, I, I honestly, I did OK. Um, the, the times were, I was all generally quite slow. I'd say they were generally quite slow times, um, a bit off where I wanted to be. But given the circumstances and um, I've just come off like a, a really tough block of a really hard three weeks and was going into this competition. It was just kind of like get in and see what you can do. So in, in all of those respects is that I actually did quite well. I'm quite happy with how I swam, but um, yeah, I think just, I just felt rusty. My first race was the 400 free heat and I got in and was like, okay no we're diving into race now this isn't um this isn't like a practice training swim we're diving into race so it's just um like get being able having so many races because I did the heat final for the 400 free so that's two the heat final for the 400 IM the heat for the 200 free and the heat for the 800 so that's oh God, do the math six six races so having six yeah. opportunities to put my mindset into that place was really beneficial and is only going to make my my season stronger and just so i understand would you normally taper before a big event yes yeah i'd normally so um typically it's british champs that we we look to taper for or um winter nationals or summer nationals but yeah i'd normally taper for an event but this this was literally the opposite this was um <laughs> like a, a really tough few weeks and like quite a few hard training sessions the same week of the competition so I didn't dwell on it too much to be honest even though I, I woke up most mornings feeling like exhausted and tired and needing needing a lion basically but um it's again it's just just really good training because whilst my um the one thing I've noticed with um open water swimming is that we only have to turn up for one race so it's all obviously very concentrated and a much longer race but I only have to turn up and think about a 10K. Whereas this weekend, it was like I had six races to think about and I'm not really used to being in that mindset. So having that shift of being like, okay, I have to focus on a heat and a final in the same day was was quite challenging, but um, like a good experience for me to have just to have a different way of approaching the competition. So even though like when you put them all together, it was still only, what well, maybe a quarter of what you'd yeah. swim <laughs> In marathon swimming yeah. the whole process made you made, was was tiring for you yeah yeah I'd say so yeah just because um I'm so I'm so not used to doing that many races anymore if I'm being completely honest like yeah. I haven't done a program that busy oh my god maybe since like 2015 so six years um right. but obviously this is just normal day-to-day run-of-the-mill for pool swimmers but um I think for marathon swimmers like 
we we literally turn up and it is one day one morning that we have to focus on and it is obviously like you've got so much going on in that morning and it is very hectic but once the once that's all done it, it's done and so um yeah it was it's very different um having to switch to my old pool self and then being like okay this like, appreciating how different the two are like neither's better in my opinion they're just different ways of doing it and I'm quite happy that I can switch between the two effectively. Have you been training today? No, no, I had to, I had today off actually. I kind of told I kind of told my coach I was having the day off because I had um yeah, I done like a full like literally Monday to Sunday last week and um yeah, I was just like I need a day off. <laughs> um, what about the squad then? There looked to be some good times. Is there a bit of a buzz about the place? Yeah, yeah, it's I think everyone's just excited to be back in and have the opportunity. Um there's some really fast times being swum and it's so exciting to see that lockdowns haven't affected um, the, the top level of this sport. I, I can't say that's not the case for the whole sport because um, it is so frustrating to see the closure of pools and the grassroots being affected by lockdowns. But we're very fortunate that the elite level currently isn't affected by it. And even with um, the first lockdown where everybody stopped training, it's still really good to see so many great times being swum and like showing that we can bounce back. And I really hope this will trickle down to the grassroots levels when they get back in and give them the, I'm trying to give them the inspiration and the guidance to know that it can be done and um, time out of the water doesn't have to be a negative experience. It, you just have to, when you get back in, roll with it and get back into it. Well, hopefully this time next week we'll have some news on the reopening of the pools because, mm -hmm. uh, like you said, it's been it's been a miserable few months for people who love to get get in the pool and that, go swimming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think um, I know I've said this so many times, but I think uh, speaking on behalf of swimmers, we are so grateful that we are able to keep doing our sport and keep training and even compete at this time. Uh, it's it's been such a difficult few months, and to like have have the thing that I do still be able to do it is like I'm in a very grateful position and I know a lot of swimmers feel like that so um I, I really hope other people are able to experience that soon and it's great to talk to you great to see your excitement lovely to see you wave when you came out um yeah. uh yeah that was all that was a nice touch waving to camera I like that yeah, <laughs> yeah it's um it's always something I try to do sometimes I don't do it because I just kind of forget because I'm caught up in the moment but I'm, I'm trying to be like just like give a little bit of like happy vibes to it all because um I think um swimming can get quite serious sometimes so I mean just a little wave um every now and then is like yeah <laughs> yeah and get engaged with me as a viewer you know as a yeah. fan you know I felt like this is how it should be so that was great to see oh, and catch up with you next month yeah. when we'll we'll see how you how your training is going great thank you very much thank you oh, with thanks to Alice Deering that's it for today's destination Tokyo I'll be back again tomorrow just to remind you that I'm making this podcast and raising money for Maggie's Cancer Charity. If you want to support Maggie's, then please visit justgiving.com and search Destination Tokyo. But in the meantime, thanks for listening and see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.